Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, taking our driving seriously, Ford News and Rumors, and Oscar Meyer takes a stand. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery right now with Bud and Tim on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident of Carnot, and Tim DePasquale, upholsterer to the stars. Do I need to even ask? <laughs> no, I was mowing. <laughs> you were mowing. <laughs> How you doing, Bud? I'm doing great. Uh... Been working on the, uh, doing a little touch-up stuff, not touch-up paint-wise, but, you know, the little niggly things with, with the Mustang. I got oh, a, the I 73? Got a, yeah, I got an engine vibration I can't figure out. Uh-huh. So we looked at flex wheels and fans, and, mm-hmm. and uh, anyway, we'll, fi- and, and we'll figure it out. you haven't figured it out yet? No, everything is good and sound in the engine. And you think it's in the front part it's not in the drive shaft oh it's not no i mean it's it's a vibration when it's sitting still oh okay so i thought torque converter right off the Mm -hmm. bat so we looked at that and indexed it and made sure it was right and uh harmonic balancers new and all the engine was balanced with these components on Mm -hmm. it so i i was suspect of the fan because it's the original fan but um you know i don't know we're gonna figure it out well eventually it will show itself (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was the crankshaft. Oh. Yeah, I've been doing that in, in plumbing. And uh, Jacob, my grandson, uh, finished podium this past week at Atlanta Motorsports Park and finished second in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago in a big, big race. Wow. Has he been through the uh, racing program? He has not um, yet uh, because when he got out of high school, due to his karting and stuff he made the right connections and mm-hmm. wound up with a race team as in a, a you know a, a beginner an apprentice and whatever oh really and they brought him along through the ranks he uh he flies in and drives in sometimes for different teams and does the things that they expect him to do and i told him that when an opportunity like that came up you needed to oh, absolutely. do that to get a feel for what you're getting yourself into anyway mm-hmm. and um get acclimated and meet the people and uh you know do the Going to school is one thing, networking is another. Right. And you can do the networking through internships and stuff. So he's essentially doing his internships right now. But he wants to get some more fabrication skills and, and things like that, and he'll eventually get into the, the program. But right now I told him to roll with it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. What you, sure. what you got going on. Going on right now, by the way, is the Secret Santa Car Show at, at um, University of North Georgia. Uh, Santa, it's almost new. Well, it is new. Santa is arriving as we speak. Okay. Making his uh, practice run for mm-hmm. the Oakwood area. Sure. Uh, over the last 14 shows, I think this is the 14th or the 15th, mm-hmm. they've raised over $100,000 for kids in Oakwood. Oh, that's great. So you go to the Secret Santa Foundation website and they tell you all about, you know, how you can nominate kids to, you know, maybe get a Christmas that they wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, sure. So the show is going on, um, you know, it, it usually lasts two, three hours after Santa leaves. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good time. Oh, yeah. 
beautiful lots weather. of car people yeah, there lots of car people beautiful there. cars um i'll be wandering around i believe uh, when i get off here i'm gonna mm -hmm. run over there and do some some microphone duties if though you know we'll just see how the day goes okay but i want to go out and see the cars anyway and santa we need to have santa in for a podcast oh yeah <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> Right. That that would be interesting. I got a couple of questions for him. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, From well. back when I was about seven uh, years uh, old. Uh, 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 Why you were on the naughty list for 10th grade yeah, years? Yeah, exactly. When he was? Why he was. Why, Why he, he was. was. Okay. Right. Hey, you built a new house. You got Christmas lights on it yet? Because I know you never <laughs> took them down on the other one. <laughs> no. In fact, they're still up. And that's one of the big selling points of the old house that we've got for sale now. You got the that, lights up. Christmas lights are already up. You don't have to do that. I'll tell you what you could do real quick is mm -hmm. go on Amazon or whatever and get you some orange bulbs for all the all the lights. And they'll be Halloween lights. Oh, right. That's a big thing yeah. up north. I, don't, I haven't seen it around here, but it's a big really? thing up north, the Halloween lights. Mm -hmm. now, I think that's for folks who just buy different bulbs. And I think so. <laughs> okay, bud. Sphere. <laughs> Let's see what else is going on. Tomorrow, CE Military Foundation at Chateau Alain in Brazelton, big car show. Mm -hmm. It's going on on the lawn. That'll be a, a great time. They've got uh, some flyovers from a aerobatic team that, you know, have a, a group of planes and do some amazing things. Something you don't see at every car show. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I just thought it was pretty cool. And uh, you can find out more about that show at the CE Military Foundation at Chateau Elan, uh in Brazelton. you got a little time to do your research and mm -hmm. show up tomorrow. It'll be a good time. Yeah. We'll be there. Um, next week, going on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of next week, is the three-day swap meet event. Oh, yeah. We've been talking about the swap meet being on the 14th, and then Brad texted me and said, hey, we're going to be on the 12th, 13th, and 14th. Okay. The 12th being my birthday, mm -hmm. which is a Thursday, I think. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Friday the 13th. Yeah, right. So, so October 12th, Columbus Day is Buck's wow. 28th birthday. 28th birthday. 28th counting birthday. From, counting backwards from 100. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Um, but anyway, if you go to Brad's website, Northeast Georgia Swap Meet, you'll find out the swap meet is all three days for 100 bucks, mm -hmm. which is a good, good Oh, that's buy. a great deal. They have got a ton of people already, you know, that are pre-registered, so you mm -hmm. need, to, need to check that out and get on it, because they got people coming from Kentucky and all over the place. Oh, yeah, you, no telling show. what you might see there. No. So check that out at Northeast Georgia Swap Meet. And then, uh, going on next week also from Wednesday through Saturday, Matu. Petite Le Mans. Oh, yeah. That's Michelin a... Raceway Road, Atlanta. That's an international event. Right. Uh, you do not want to miss that. Mm -mm. And I'll tell you what, if you can get, you know, great to go all Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I don't know what they run Wednesday, but uh, it may just be some preliminary stuff. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if you go Saturday to the big race, you want to get there early in the morning right. for the track walk. That and is amazing. And there's going to be, there be the a lot of foreign-speaking people looking for barbecue that weekend <laughs> you could you taking a barbecue uh, truck down there? no yeah. i'm just saying yeah, you okay. where is the barbecue okay we got some big wiener news i'm going to turn it over to bill wilson go for it bill well the uh oscar meyer folk have reversed course on the wiener mobile the wiener mobile is once again the wiener mobile thank it was god the frank mobile right yes so uh-huh people didn't relish that change apparently no no, they did not. You want me to continue? 
Huh? Now they've been trying to catch up on the bad publicity. They couldn't couldn't pass muster with the fans. Oh, and God. we have more worst jokes uh, coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking maybe Kraft Foods saw the whole uh, Bud Light thing and came to their senses. I'm hoping so. Yeah. I don't know what, you know, there was a lot of backstory on why they changed, just that mm. we did. And people embraced it, so you know. I so think that's a good idea. Really important things. You know, you know, we don't care who, who's president. We're worried about the wiener mobile. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, priorities, priorities, priorities. Well, the real question is, when do they make the wiener mobile all electric? Please. Oh. Wow. Wow. Let's make not. a rotisserie. Type yeah, thing right. Hot dog make spin it around roll. as you go down. Mm -hmm. right. But they're great bun warmers on it. Oh, good. <laughs> Enough. We got to move on here. <laughs> All right. Uh, need parts for your classic muscle car, Tim? Well, if you do, we're going to go to our friends, the muscle car experts at year one in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast so that if you miss any of this great information, you can go to Access WDUN, click the links, hit the buttons, and listen to the show at your convenience, or go to your favorite podcast site and catch the show whenever you like, or our other show bud's garage overdrive yeah and you can even go through there and and listen to a podcast that he's the uh, president of year one kevin king we did it in two-part series mm -hmm. and it's great information about the business and how oh, they yeah. got into it and, and how they really care about you know giving back to the car community and and what's going on with cars yeah sure it's a it's a very interesting story for sure and you know who knows what's going on with cars between the gas and the electric and the hybrids and all that. Oh, it's crazy. Well, we're going to find out. Because okay. We're going to talk Ford News and Rumors coming up next year. Okay. Aaron Hughes from Greenport. So we'll be right back. More Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you. Well, as promised, Tim, in our last segment, we yep. now have Aaron Hughes in the house today from Green uh, Ford, um, General Sales Manager. Aaron, how are you doing today, man? Good. How are you guys doing? We're yeah, doing we're great. great. We're doing great. Well, better Good. now that you're here. Nice. Yeah. What's going on at the dealership? Good to see you. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff going on at the dealership. Lots of new cars and used cars, uh, and good stuff right now. We've got a lot of good used cars in stock, which is nice. Uh, used cars and trucks. Been busy, busy, mm -hmm. busy fall. Well, that's that's a good thing. Um, I read this report, and I, I hadn't even thought about it, but uh, Ford hybrid trucks accounted for seventy-seven percent of the overall market so far in twenty twenty-three. Because mm -hmm. they have two hybrid trucks. They have the F-150. And the Maverick. The F-150 Power Boost and the Ford Maverick. Yes, yes. Uh, the F-150 Power Boost is, is a great uh, a great engine. I, I really enjoy it because it's it's got the 3.5 EcoBoost twin turbo engine, which they have in the trucks. But basically the way it works is there's an additional electric power unit that powers all the onboard um, as well as works as a hybrid uh engine which gives it tons of torque if you're towing or hauling anything it's it's a great engine i really like it uh, and gives you all the extra gas mileage too 
Well, and, and the same with the hybrid, or yeah. the, the hybrid, the Maverick. The Maverick. Well, the Maverick gives you huge, I mean, it's like 42 miles, 44 miles to a gallon. Um, that's, you know, that's the true hybrid uh, engine and on a, a small chassis, so that one really works well for us. And you can also get uh, the Maverick either way. You have your choice of you know hybrid you or do, yeah. gasoline. You do, um, and the only uh, the only thing that affects that choice is the gasoline engine has a little more towing capacity, which is a small truck. But if you go with the uh, all-wheel drive gasoline version, you you, you get a four thousand pound towing pa- capacity, whereas it's two thousand with the hybrid. But the chassis and everything's the same. What? Uh, yeah, but lot, it's great. Yeah. yeah, a lot of folks that get a small truck, they don't expect to tow it. No, no, you, you tow your lawnmower. You know, a little yeah, little right. land, single axle landscape tra- trailer, it's great. But with that kind of fuel mileage, it's worth, uh, you know, the Maverick people are not, uh, you don't buy a Maverick for towing things unless it's no. very small. You, you buy the Maverick uh, for hauling things and just the convenience of having it. But the, And the fuel mileage with the hybrid is fantastic. Now, the Power Boost F-150, the, yeah. the electric portion of that is a no-cost option, basically, right? It's, it's built into the truck. It is. Actually, there, there's an additional rebate on those engines right now. So um, uh, it's an extra 1900 bucks off of the truck if you have the hybrid motor. Wow. So uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great value right now. How's your They've supply? got a lot of them in the market. How's your supply? Uh, very good. We have tons of F-150s right now. It's been great. Um, and and uh, still still continuing to be the number one selling truck in America. They, they do real well. Maverick, you got, some, uh, you got some of those in the house? I've got a couple Mavericks in stock. It's hard to get Mavericks because all of our Mavericks that come in are generally uh, ordered for people. Mm-hmm. So if they don't take them, um, then, then they'll become for sale. We don't have any that just come in for stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, that's been such a high item for, the, what, three years since it's been out. Well, I can see. We still it, don't it, have know. any where we can just have them for stock. So if we do have them in stock, it's usually one that somebody ordered and, and uh, elected not to take. Now, I've, I know I've harped on this before while you were, you know, with us. Do you see, it seems to me like Jim Farley is, is, it, is changing his tone about everything in the planet being electric in the next 10 years. Yeah, that, that's been a big, I mean, that's pretty big news, I think, overall. Ford has realized that uh, in the world of Ford, uh, maybe electric might not be the best uh, everything for us you know mm-hmm. um and when you're dealing it's a real tough line to walk i think for ford because you deal with such a big commercial uh side and super duty side of vehicles and heavy duty side you know and and all those are going to be diesel engines even gas and diesel engines um so the electric uh, you know obviously they're trying to have a little bit of an electric niche there but i i really feel like and we've talked about it on this show for years hybrid really is kind of the way to go oh absolutely. and i think that ford is starting to realize you know they made such a huge push and, and a lot of that has to do with government legislation in that mm. um on electric but now i think they're finding the consumer themselves really have more interest in, in both you know they don't, they don't really want the electric anxiety but they want the better fuel mileage right um, and really you're, we're finding the all electric vehicles uh, really in some of the some of the states that have a high amount of electric vehicles we're finding out the cost isn't that great because the cost of energy has gone up so much in those areas so you know now I think that you bring up a good point the range anxiety thing most people you know if you if you look at their daily drives, and, and they really looked at them honestly, most people would not out not outdrive the range of their vehicle on a daily basis. No, that's but correct, it's yeah. it's a 
it's a psychological thing. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, it is. And extent. if you're doing any kind of traveling, I mean, anybody that comes in asking about them always asks about going on a beach trip, always ask about traveling. How do I do this? Mm-hmm. Even if they only do it a couple times a year, it could be a huge inconvenience if all you have as your primary vehicle is an electric vehicle. Right. Um, so, so that is a real thing. Also, when you get into the world of trucks, like we were talking about, which Ford is definitely the world of trucks, uh, if you have an electric F-150 and you decide, hey, I'm going to tow an 8,000 pound trailer, well, that changes your range dramatically depending on where you're towing it. And where we live here, you know, it's a pretty mountainous area. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you can go from a 300 mile range to having a 100 mile range. Now you got to really pay attention to what's going on. Right. You know. Okay. So. Well, the 2024 Mustangs are out. They're all over the magazines. They are. Okay. They are. They're awesome, too. I really dig them. Well, I know you do. And the, the, your favorite, at least what you've expressed in the past, <laughs> is your favorite is the Mustang EcoBoost fastback you know what it's funny it still is i I mean the dark horse is amazing it's really really cool i love the new interior on the mustangs i like the look of the bodies as well the new interior has this this screen that when you look at it where you have all your gauges and stuff it almost wraps around halfway around the car and kind i don't know how to describe it over the radio but kind of points at the driver it's it's really cool wrapped around uh, effect the interior is just beautiful on him um but i love the i've i've always loved the four-cylinder with the turbo because you can really use the car and i know um i think you had randy pope's on talking about yep. how with that four cylinder you can really really wring its neck and have a good time with it whereas when you get into some of these cars that have so much horsepower especially with street tires you're unable to use that horsepower um but uh yeah i've, I've got an EcoBoost uh, mustang on the lot and they look great they're uh, obviously a, a lesser expensive but they drive just wonderfully I, I like them i like them a lot my only concern with the EcoBoost four-cylinder mm-hmm. they got a 10-speed automatic in it yep you cannot get a straight shift in it no you can that's a car that you need um, a straight shift in so yeah you go up in the uh, they, and, and they've changed that it. we've been able yeah, to no, have that on, in the in the past um so that is that is a new thing so um yeah we we it's funny because car guys like that but we very rarely have demand for them. Right. So, I mean, if you look at the amount of EcoBoost Mustangs we've had with a handshaker in them in the last several years, they a lot of times they're very, very difficult to sell because mm-hmm. people that are, that are buying the four-cylinder are not. It's sort of like convertible people. People that have convertibles and people that buy the four-cylinders are not people that are looking to use the handshaker. That's generally going to be your uh, Mustang GT-type people. Right. Really horsepower. Yeah. Not you knuckle-draggers. Yeah. You know, <laughs> thank that you. That sort thank of you, thing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, the GT, you can get it either way. The GT, the fastback, you can get that either way. Yes. Um, and the 10-speed, the 10-speed is a great tranny. It got is. got it in it my really truck. Is, it's yeah. great, whether it's behind a four-cylinder or whatever. Yep. And the guys that tested this thing, you know, for the magazine said that, you know, the, the automatic worked great. It shifted when it was yep. supposed to. And it does, and it has all the different drive modes as well, like, like they've had. Um, on, well, on most of the Ford vehicles will have, you know, your sport drive mode, your eco modes, all those kind of things. Okay. Yeah. So we got the GT, now we got the Dark Horse. Tell us about the Dark Horse. Okay, the Dark Real Horse quick. is going to be, uh, you know, your 500 horsepower uh, V8 engine. Uh, that's basically the big deal. That's where you still have your Magnaride suspension that the pre- previous uh, Mustangs have had. It's got the Tremec transmission. It's great. It's Everything about it looks great. It sounds great. It feels great. On the new Mustangs, if you're ever looking at them on the lot, look on the rear windshield, or on the, on the rear window, rather. Um, it's pretty neat because they've etched all of the previous body styles 
as a little homage into the back window. But it's kind of like a little nugget you got to look for, but it's pretty cool, too. Um, And they're doing that on the Dark Horse as well. It's great. And, you know, you can get them with the Brembo brake packages and and all kinds of great stuff. Um, Yeah, you can run them up up over 60 grand. Oh, you can. Ask me how I know. How do you know, (laughs) bud? Can you stick around for just a few minutes? I'd be happy to. I want to ask you about one more thing, and then we're going to go drag racing. Okay. All right, we'll be right back here, Bud's Garage and North George's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, brought to you by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. From first responders to daily drivers, the parts, tires, and repairs for what our town drives. All right, we are back with Aaron Hughes from Green Ford. We held him over just a little bit. I thank you for sticking around. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Because I know how interested you are in these patents at Ford. I am. It's one of my favorite segments. <laughs> and they, fi- <laughs> they file some different kind of patents uh, on a on a pretty regular basis uh this one that we have now is a patent that outlines ideas for an external airbag to help prevent damage in case of a rollover accident okay i'm good with that and an external airbag to help protect pedestrians and bumper mounted airbags yeah Okay, your I take. saw this too. <laughs> well, the pedestrian one, what I like about this, I'm going to try to describe this the best I can to the listener, is the drawing, you have to picture <laughs> an automobile, and if you took the hood off and you replaced it with a hood that looked like Swiss cheese, that would be kind of how the fundamental uh, structure of the hood works, and then the airbags blow out of the center of it, it looks like. I don't know. Uh, whether, yeah, or, I can't, yeah. or if it's multiple airbags that come out of the holes. Um, now, obviously, the hood itself, that would not look like that. I'm sure it would be... Some I was thinking, sort of the, I was thinking the, hood was, the hood was metal, and okay. then they drill all these holes in it, and the yeah. airbags come out through it. Must be like Jiffy, um, Jiffy Pop. But looking oh, yeah. at yeah, <laughs> but looking at the uh, yeah, that's exactly right. But looking at the uh, diagram, it's outstanding. It's pretty. It's pretty hilarious. Um, I think if you're going to have an airbag on the outside of the car, um, I don't know how it would work. Where the you know it, it would protect protect the pedestrian. But reading the article, it, it seems like. Wow, what a, what a neat idea. Any Anytime, I mean, I'm sure it would probably help with deer and things like that, That's too. That's what I was thinking, and, deer. And right where I am, deer. there. Right. the other night, I was, you know, in Murrayville area, I was coming around the corner, and there were 25 deer in a yard. I stopped and counted. I couldn't believe it. It wow. was like a herd of deer. And, and, I mean, every night you worry about, you know, stopping and that sort of thing. Ooh. So I could see where with deer or something like that, it's it's an interesting idea. But I always get a kick out of these, uh, these patents but that do, get filed. What do you do with it after it's inflated? That I have no idea. Yeah. I, I don't know what you the deer, the deer are stunned. You know, yeah. yeah, everybody's stunned. Don't slam that hood. The deer, yeah. I don't know what happens with it, uh, with it after. It looks like a marshmallow car, I guess. I don't know. Okay. You used to spend, you've spent a ton of time in, in Bud's garage, the, mm-hmm. real, the actual real garage. The real garage. But as a, as Both a, of them. As a youngster, you spent a lot of time at the drag strip, too. I did, yes. We now have a verified 300 mile per hour mile per hour pass in the eighth mile, Ooh. and they're wondering if this is going to kill quarter mile racing. Uh, Mike Salinas hit 300 miles an hour in the eighth mile at the Carolina Nationals. That's incredible. Now that's, that you know, is incredible. 2.9 seconds. Yeah, 
Yeah. So they, you know, they NHRA went to thousand foot tracks. Yes, they did after uh, Scott Coletta's uh, death. Uh, but it was a big deal for top speeds to be 200s in the 60s, yeah. and 300 in 1990. Uh, in the 1990s, uh, I remember the first time there was a 300 mile an hour pass, and yeah. then I also remember when there was a 330 mile an hour pass. Right. And and then they, you know, not long after that, shortened shortened the length of the drag strip. But I can't believe eighth mile. That's unbelievable. I mean, it's just astonishing. But are people gonna are people gonna get away from drag racing because? Seeing something, I mean, it suits my attention span, 2.9 seconds. But, <laughs> right. you know, a, a whole part of the, the thrill of that was seeing those cars go past you. I mean, this car wasn't even be past you by the time it hit the eighth mile. <laughs> if you depend on where you were sitting, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Watching it go down to the end of the track and, yeah. you know, the chutes come out. and all. I realized the shutdown areas, the cars got so much faster. And they were, and they were leaning, you know, they were, they were trying to hit 400. But a lot of these tracks were built back in the 50s and 60s. That's right. Yeah, that's they don't right. have the real estate. Right. No. And, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's something else. I, I can't even believe they can do it. it. It's just amazing. Wow. Many of the tracks where dragsters went past 385, this is speed now, not, not elapsed time. Right. And, the, you know, were built when 200 was a dream. So That's right. Do you that's know right. when Kenny Bernstein first turned uh, 300? I remember there was a picture on the garage wall. It was three hundred one point something or other. Gator National had yeah. to be had to be early nineties. Nineteen ninety two. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Bam! Look at that memory. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he was there with the. Well, I remember Kenny Bernstein running funny cars too, though. So. Yeah, but well, that you was know, a, that was a little bit of. There's a, a whole story, story behind that. How, how right? that went away. Yeah. That's a, that's a great. That's <laughs> actually a great story. That'll be for another day. I was just wondering now, what are the crews going to do between rounds? You know, in an eighth mile, are they going to tear the car all apart again? Because it's well, not going to be as hard to, on the parts. But you would think. I mean, you would think 300 miles an hour. It doesn't matter if you're going a few extra feet. Surely it destroys the whole engine. I mean, I'm sure they can't reuse an engine. Okay. I mean, they rebuild the entire engine every every. I would think it's going to change every the, time it goes down the track. Going to change the viewing area. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. everybody's going to want to be an, I, at the top part of the track. But I mean, if yeah. you look at drag strips, the where the finish line is, there's never been seating at the finish lines. It's no. always prior to that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much it'll change really. I, it's just astonishing. Uh, yeah. It's uh, astonishing. Yeah. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. that was absolutely crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, I used to joke about a lot of things when I was teaching high school. Uh, but one of the things I used to tell my kids at East Hall was, I used to be a stealth fighter pilot until I parked two of them and lost them because I couldn't see them. Uh, so, I know that's a stretch, Tim. Yeah. But tell us about this F-35B. Well, you know, actually, it happened and all of a sudden we hadn't heard a whole lot about right. it. Right. It happened. It's a hundred million dollar In South fighter. Carolina. And they couldn't find it for about 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, I don't know what, there's very little information out there about this, yeah. but the pilot ejected for some reason. Uh, he evidently thought there was a problem. Or the seat thought there was a problem. Oh, right. They what, said there have sur- been. Surprise, surprise. There have been a lot of electrical problems with this particular aircraft. And uh, the. It's a vertical takeoff aircraft. Right. The 35B. The B, yeah. But it's $100 million. Right. That's a lot of money. You know, what, what insurance company offers insurance on something like that? And my question for you, Aaron, 
Yes. You you paint some amazing helmets, airbrush helmets and stuff for different folks. You know, That's and, a little hobby I have. Yeah, yeah and, I enjoy and, it. And, you're, and you, you know, I've shown pictures. I, I need to post a picture of my helmet. That's what I'll do um, this week. I'll, I'll post my helmet picture. Okay, good. Right? It is so cool. The helmet for this car, or this car, this jet fighter, is four hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I saw this article. Four hundred thousand yeah. dollars for a helmet. For a helmet. What is in a helmet like this? It must have. It must. Everything must be on the shield and stuff. Mm-hmm. Four hundred thousand dollars. Wow, that's a lot of money. Hmm. Okay. I have no idea what's in a four hundred thousand no. dollars. I hope he didn't bang it up when he bailed out. Really? You know, you don't want to whack it on anything. I'd want a, I'd want a helmet airbag. So <laughs> yeah, maybe it's got a helmet airbag. That might, it might have, for that kind of money. It really should. It should. Yeah. So yeah, it really it, so it clears the cockpit and everything yeah. when you come out. Sure. Then you can bounce on your head and you know mm-hmm. everything's good. Four hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Well, meanwhile, apparently uh, the Russians shot down one of their own ninety-seven million dollar uh, jet fighters last week. Also, hmm. unfortunately for the pilot. Yeah. Uh, he did not eject. No. And, and the uh, friendly fire. Wow. Serious, serious stuff. But I, you know. So I guess it wasn't so stealthy. No, apparently not. Apparently not. And did not. I didn't think about that. And they shot down their own stealth fighter. How did they do that? Go figure. Huh. That's your homework. Okay. We need to know how the stealth fighter jet got shot down by the Russians if it's Vladimir, stealth. I think I made a mistake. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh my! Yeah, I'll figure I, that out. Hopefully, they're out. not listening in Russia today. No. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Well, Aaron, thanks for hanging around. Oh, you're how, welcome. How can folks learn more about all the stuff going on at Green Ford? I can't get a four hundred thousand dollar helmet. We cannot. No. Uh, check out GreenFord.net for all our latest uh, deals. Come on down to Brownsbridge Road here in Gainesville, or give me a call at seven seven zero five three two five six two zero. And next month. We're going to talk about <laughs> another patent that's been applied for by Ford. Um, I'm not, I'm, that's a tease. I'm okay. not going to tell anybody. All right. All right. All right. Oh, I can't good. wait to hear the rest. But check out all the stuff that's going on at, uh, at Green Ford for sure. All right. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Don't go away. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Where the pros and the folks who know go for parts, tires, and service. Okay, Tim, so we've got a story. Yes. That is not very stealthy, but it involves GPS. We've all had our challenges with GPS. Oh, yeah. Apparently, well, I'm going to let Bill tell it because uh, he tells it. Nobody does it better. No. Oh, that's sweet. A DoorDash driver was charged after driving into a swamp in Middleton, Massachusetts while attempting to deliver Dunkin' Donuts. Middleton Police Department said in a statement the operator stated that they were following their GPS to an address in Middleton. Uh, The GPS led her down a dirt road and into the water on Friday. Police said she was charged with negligent operation of a motor vehicle and a request for immediate threat license suspension was filed 
with the registry of motor vehicles. The driver is able to leave the vehicle and walk through the woods to a nearby home with the Dunkin' Donuts order in her hand. When first responders arrived, the vehicle was running and partially dunked. Partially dunked. Partially dunked. Oh, oh, oh. It must have been the same GPS Teddy Kennedy used. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they didn't confiscate the donuts. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I, didn't know you could, I didn't know you could lose your license because you followed GPS. That just doesn't... I don't... I don't know that you could lose your license running into a swamp. Well, apparently you can. What, well, what state is so. this in? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. But those people up around Boston like their dunks. They like their dunks. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's the main thing up there, Duncan. Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's all. All right. Well... These are the same people that use a calculator. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've, I've caught myself figuring out my checkbook, which is a whole other, you know, matter. But I've caught myself, you know, you'll, you'll have $80 and something or other, you subtract it, and it comes up with a stupid answer uh-huh. that you know isn't right. Right. But some people don't no, know it's right. No, the calculator right. said Because the calculator said it. Right. Wow. Well, I don't know. That's crazy. All right, let's move on to something a little more serious now. Okay. This is this got me going, so I I, I will be, I will probably use this as a blog on the podcast site. Mm-hmm. Bill, what's fastest you've ever gone in a car? I did 112, I think. 112. Damn, Rupert. You know, I, I knew you were going to ask me this, bud, and I, it's the, not a big goal in my life. No, the, fast the faster car. I go, the less I'm looking at the speedometer. But right. I would say probably around the same as Bill, probably in the low hundreds, 115, 120, maybe. Okay, on the racetrack, but, I've done 130. Okay. okay. On, there's a certain on-ramp around here where I've done 140 in my streetcar. Mm-hmm. Because. Because you had to, right? Uh, I, yeah. yeah, I know. But, I, you know, and I, I, I'll, I'll take my lumps for it. Of course, I also got a $2,500 ticket in another town <laughs> uh, very close to us here. It begins with a O. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, that's, that's another story. But uh, I've been 170 in a stock car. Ooh. I was not driving. Okay. I was one of the Richard Petty driving experience mm-hmm. guys terrorized me. Uh, but we're, we're having a lot of people. They're clocking cars on our city, uh, not our city streets. They're, they're clocking cars on our highway. I'm talking about Highway 400, Highway 365. Mm-hmm. We had that horrific crash a month or so ago, maybe two months now. 150 mile an hour Corvette. You know, T-Bone's a, the, uh, an explorer, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. It was the wife and the children of a sheriff's deputy. A horrific thing. But it was, it was on a highway where the where the crossroad is where you go across it's kind of raised up right and you can't it's hard to judge what's coming at you because it's kind of a blind area mm-hmm. and you know the the closing rate on something going 150 miles an hour when you're stopped yeah it's hard to that's hard it, to it, define it, let, let me give you an example i was when i first bought my z06 years years ago um my first trip out with it we were going to tennessee mm-hmm. had run flats on it it was raining if you can believe I was driving it in the rain. But it was raining, or we got rained on, or whatever. And I ran over something on the road, and it happened to be a lag bolt. And it was a good-sized lag bolt. It went right where the tread and the sidewall meet. No fixing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm you know, running around. I well, didn't use GPS. I used something uh, on start to find yeah. a tire dealer that could replace the tire. There was no fixing the tire. Mm-hmm. 
But I knew that I couldn't go more than 45 miles an hour with this. So I'm on, a, I'm on the highway to Nashville or wherever it was, and, you know, I'm going 45. Well, when people are going past you at 75, 80 miles an hour, it's kind of scarifying. Oh, yeah. Because the, the closing rate is so quick. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the, the, you know, the wake of recent crashes that we've had in our area, I think it, I don't think there's any way to legislate it, you know, and, and get rid of it. Uh, you can fix roads. You can do a lot of things. But the problem is not the, it's not the cars. No. It's like, it's like guns being the problem. It's not the cars. We don't take driving seriously. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you learn to drive? Well, my father took me out. And who said your father was a good driver? <laughs> I bet you your father paid, a, you know, less than $5 when he was 15 or 16, got his driver's license and hadn't been to the the drivers, ha hadn't had to do any kind of driving test since that time. Right. I know that's the way my dad was. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, he drove. But sure. You know, was he? everybody thinks they're a good driver. Mm -hmm. Bill, what kind of driver are you? Right. Yeah, there you go. So how many uh, driving schools have you taken? I haven't taken any, but I, got, I had driver's ed in high school. No, how many driving schools have you taken? Driver ed doesn't, that, that, that's, that's not even close. You mean to take a driver's school? It sounds like a hijacking. No, no, no. It's, it's when you go to a, a track or a facility, and they make you do things with your car that you're going to encounter in real life. I haven't done any of that. You'd be surprised what your car is capable of doing, by the way. But you don't need to learn it in the middle of a, an accident that's about to happen. Yeah, I didn't know it would do that. Yeah, you didn't know it would do that. Well, you know, well, a lot of people don't even know how their ABS works. No. They think it's some magic thing. Mm -hmm. People think cruise control is autopilot. I hate right. cruise control. I don't think they should have it on cars. Mm -hmm. That's just me. But the license and registration requirements, all you got to do is fog a mirror. Yeah, right. You know, you go in there, you, you, you don't even have to speak the language, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying... You, everybody just welcomes you in and, you know, here's, here's your license to get in a 3,500-pound weapon and go out on sure. the road with it. Right. Driving is not a right. It no. Is, it's a privilege, you know, and you have to earn it. I took my motorcycle test here in Georgia mm -hmm. in this little make-believe, I don't know what you want to call it, a little make-believe town or something. Uh-huh. And I thought, this is the goofiest thing ever. Oh, yeah. You're going so slow that it's hard to control the bike exactly. because it's not, it's not real life. Mm -hmm. In New York State, I had to take a driver's test on the road, parallel park, do all those things. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm an old curmudgeon now, but I'm just saying that we don't take it seriously at all. Mm -hmm. And we're driving. I know people watch the NASCAR races on the weekends and they see these cars going 200 miles an hour and they crash into something and they spin and the driver drops down the window net and gets out. All of those cars are going the same direction. They all have a lot of protective equipment in them. The driver's wearing a helmet. He's strapped in. He can't even move. That's why they have a spotter, mm -hmm. you know, to tell them where they are on the track and things like that. I just think that you don't, you got to have awareness of the vehicle capabilities around you, uh, the capabilities of other vehicles, you know. How right. many folks have ever right. been in a tractor trailer and seen yeah. what a tractor trailer can or can't do or a dump right. truck or something like that? Distractions. You got the radio, you got your phone, mm -hmm. you got food. Well, that's the biggest thing now is distractions. Yeah. How about drugs? Oh, yeah. 
Right. And not I'm just not talking not illegal, illegal drugs. drugs. The drugs that you've been prescribed by your doctor that make you think it's okay to take them and then get in your car and drive. Yeah. What are the little yellow warnings on them? Uh-huh. Do not operate machinery. Ooh. You take, you know, you take NyQuil or something like that. Don't. Right. Who, who pays attention to any of that? And I spent some time in court on, on something completely different, uh, helping uh, my neighbor out with a, uh, some damage on his property. I saw people that had DUIs and speeding tickets and stuff. Mm-hmm. They just got a slap on the wrist. Right. And, and away they are on the road again with you and me. I, I don't think we can legislate it. I think it was, you know, we're going to have to really get serious about it. I don't know what it's going to take. Well, driver training, I think you're on the right track. Driver training is really what it is required. In Europe, you have to spend thousands of dollars to get a driver's license and have to go through intense training. And I think that's the way it should be here, just my opinion. Okay, we'll take your opinion. Okay. But we're going to have a guest on our podcast. We're going to we're going to delve into this a little bit deeper. Okay, good. And uh, So check that out at Bud's Garage Overdrive, and we'll see if we can get some other answers. Meanwhile... This past Thursday was Columbus Day. One more lap around the sun for me. Yeah. 28 years old, counting backwards from 100. <laughs> and still working on muscle cars. And you know where I get the muscle car parts? Year one in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast, so that if you miss any of this great information, you can go to XSWDUN, click the links, hit the buttons, and listen to the show at your convenience. I have run us out of time. Again. Thank you. All right. Remember to keep between the ditch a shiny setup. We'll see you next week, and I'll tell you about a 73-year-old that did something I wouldn't do on my 28th birthday. Okay. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you next week right here on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN.